you guys ever think that maybe we're being watched? What do you mean, son? Well, I mean, like, all the time, by secret cameras hidden in the walls. Like, like there. Or there. Or there. Maybe our whole lives are on TV in some other universe somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and if they stopped watching us, we'd cease to exist. <gasps> Whoa! Heyo, welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to talk about a show that may have directly or indirectly created the I Killed Kenny trope on South Park. I had not heard that piece of trivia at all. I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, There's like the scientist, doctor, dinosaur, whatever in uh, the show. Dinosaurs, by the way. The show's dinosaurs. Uh, there's a scientist doctor. He's got his little assistant, Timmy, who keeps like dying in the experiments and stuff. He does. And they're like, we're going to need another Timmy. And oh, so like that was a recurring thing. So maybe that's where they got. I killed Kenny from. Huh. They killed Kenny. Someone killed Kenny. A bunch of people fucking killed Kenny. Did the people from South Park actually confirm that? I do that kind of research. Oh, OK. <laughs> there was an article on the Internet. It must be true. Got it. Okay. That's the extent. I see. So, yeah, we are talking about dinosaurs today. Jim Henson's dinosaurs. Yeah. Drew just got back from Michigan. He's all refreshed. I was not in Michigan. You weren't? No, I was in California. Oh, I saw your mom, so I thought you were in Michigan. No, she was there with me. Oh. We were visiting my cousin. She had a a kid four months ago. So we were like, now's a good time to go see it. Got it. I was pretty confused. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think you were going to Michigan, but then when I saw a Snapchat with your mom, I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Nope. We were there playing with kids. That's nice. it. Yep. I listened to Let It Go hundreds of times because my cousin's daughter is almost three now. We held an early birthday party for her and she loves unicorns and she loves Frozen and yeah. she loves to call people funny boy and funny girl. <laughs> You're funny boy. You're funny girl. I'm a funny girl. That was so many all... Oh, and she has so much energy. Which one were you? I'm a funny boy. <laughs> Just kidding. And she'd call me doo-doo head. And then I'd say, you're a doo-doo head. She's like, no, you're a doo-doo head. And then I'd say, she's a doo-doo head. And then she'd cry because she's... Three? She's three. And apparently <laughs> you can't play with them that way. Oh, well. Well, you got, you got your kid time. I did. We had fun. But while I was there, I saw through Twitter that Katie was for the first time in her life watching Scream. And then scary movie, I guess, afterward. And yep. I really want your thoughts on this. I mean, I feel like at some point we could do Scream. Yeah. That was a 90s movie, right? Yeah, it was yeah. 96. Oh, God. Yeah. At some point we do, but or <laughs> thoughts. Um, My main thought is that I can see how it would have been scary at the time. But because it's been parodied so much at this point, Every time they like cut to the killer, like running or like zooming in on his face in the face mask when he was in the bushes, it was hilarious. And I literally laughed out loud. I I was the scream killer for Halloween. I think once (laughs) I definitely, I definitely was at least once, probably twice Yeah, because I don't like to buy new costumes. So it's probably going to just wear it again. Yeah. So that was my main takeaway 
didn't realize that, spoiler alert, Drew Barrymore, her character, dies in the very beginning. I didn't even remember that Drew Barrymore was in it. Yeah, I mean, she dies in the first, like, ten minutes. They're all so dumb. They all are like, ah, I I hope the killer doesn't get me. I better unlock my door and go look outside to find him. Or, like, oh, my God, they're all dumb (laughs) in that movie. Yeah, well, they do play that up a lot in Scary Movie. Yeah. Did you like Scary Movie? It was okay. It was pretty interesting watching them back to back because they parody Scream probably for most of it. But yeah, I don't know. It was fine. Scary Movie 1's not my favorite of them. I think I think 2 is. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It's either 2 or 3. But I, I love Scary Movie. Like the Scary Movie franchise. I hate Scary Movies. So... Real quick thing, you know the mandala effect? Yes. So did you know that there's one with Scary Movie? Go on. I just heard about this pretty recently, and you know when Shorty is parroting Sixth Sense when they're getting high? I don't. But he basically is like, he has the blanket up to his face, just like, what's his name? Haley Joel Osment. Uh-huh. And Everybody's recollection is that he says, I see white people. Uh Uh-huh. Is that what you remember? I don't remember the scene at all, so no. So what he actually says is, I see dead people, which doesn't make sense because that's the actual line from the movie. Did The Sixth Sense come out then? When did The Sixth Sense come out? So Scary Movie came out in 2000, and I think The Sixth Sense came out in like 99. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that kind of blew my mind, even though I had never seen Scary Movie until now. I had definitely seen the trailer and I remember that whole I see white people thing. I don't remember that at all. So, well, there's people out there like myself who are there's freaking dozens out. of us. <laughs> yeah, literally dozens, dozens. of us. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we're not here to talk about scary movies. Never. Don't want to. Don't want to do it. Never. Even though it's Halloween almost. Yeah. I don't need to watch scary movies. I'll watch kid, kid scary movies. The ones that I can be like, all right, I know this isn't scary. <laughs> what we are here to talk about is dinosaurs. So this was a sitcom that aired on ABC as part of the TGIF lineup from April of 1991 to October 1994. So 25 years ago is when it ended. Damn. Okay. That seems long. This show is kind of crazy. Well, yeah, it's a kid's show. But basically the way this came about, and I know this isn't actually what happened, but this is how it happened in my head. You have Michael Jacobs. He had just created his show, My Two Dads. This was pre Mad About You with Paul Reiser. Never seen My Two Dads. Never even heard of it. I've heard of it, but I had never seen it. Anyway, he's standing at the table. In front of all these studio bigwigs. And he's confident. And he starts out saying, it's a sitcom. It's about a blue-collar family. Just living their lives. Learning lessons. You have an overweight dad who is overworked and underappreciated. The attractive mom who probably married up. The cool, athletic teenage son. The popular, fashionable teenage daughter. The adorable youngest child. And the annoyed quippy grandmother who for some reason lives with them and 
one of the executives is like, don't we already have the show? Family Matters? And Michael Jacobs is like, but imagine they're all dinosaurs. Wait, is this what happened or this is what you think? Happened? This is what I think happened. Can I tell you what I found that may have been inspiration for this? I guess, but I like it in my head better. So Jim Henson, one of the co-creators, right? He was working with um, this Chinese food brand, Le Choy, And they were doing this commercial where an animatronic dragon is like wrecking shit in a grocery store. And then like he came up with this idea of using dinosaurs, but like animatronic dinosaurs for something. And then that got turned into the sitcom. Oh, hmm. but they didn't make it until after he had already died. Well, the show didn't air until after he had died. Yeah. But they the, the whole process of getting the show and figuring out what it was going to be and all of that happened before before his death. Yeah. And then his son was also on as like, a, I don't know if he's a producer or something, but he, he helped make sure that it like fulfilled his father's vision or what whatnot. Yeah. I like my version better, honestly, because this show is family matters, but with dinosaurs. Well, Earl isn't a cop. He's a tree pusher. Yeah. He works for, we say so mm-hmm. the, the evil corporation. Yep. <laughs> But the show takes place in 60 million and three BC on the supercontinent Pangaea. Uh, I don't know enough about dinosaurs to know what species they were. And I'm sure I'm sure you have that. Um, But I do. I'm pretty sure that not all these dinosaurs existed on the earth at the same time as each other. (laughs) I did not do that research, but I can tell you what they all are. So. I already described the people, people, dinosaurs in the family. The main cast. I'll give you the names and the voices and the types of dinosaurs they played. So we have Earl. He's the dad who is a megalosaurus and is voiced by Stuart Pankin. And listening to his voice, I was like, his voice is so familiar, but I can't figure out what it is. The only thing on his credits I recognized was that he's the, like, admiral or commander from Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, the Disney Channel movie. I don't know that, but I'm sure you watched a lot of it. <laughs> yes, I did. We should cover that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, then we have Fran, the mom. She's an Allosaurus and is voiced by Jessica Walter, a.k.a. Lucille Bluth. Okay, that's okay. That's why her voice sounded familiar. I didn't look up who <laughs> oh, she you was. Didn't. Oh. No. And I was like, ah, oh, God. I, I almost I was, pointed to you to like have you fill in the blank. Uh, no, that would have been a like, fail. I was just trying to think of it without looking that one up because I'm like, I know this. I know who it is. And I just could not do it. Okay. Yeah, Lucille. Lucille. She's much nicer. <laughs> Definitely nicer. Yeah. <laughs> then we have Robbie, their son. He's a. Hypsilophodon? I don't really... I don't think... I thought they didn't ever say what the kids were. Because, I mean, they're going to have to be some kind of hybrid. I don't know. It's spelled H-Y-P-S-I-L-O-P-H-O-D-O-N. Maybe just saying he's hip. (laughs) But he's voiced by Jason Willinger. And I didn't really find anything else for him. Charlene, the daughter, is a... Protoceratops, and she's voiced by Sally Struthers, which surprised me a lot. Yeah, I didn't, I wouldn't have picked that. No. 
most notably for me, she was on Gilmore Girls, but of course she was also on All in the Family. And then we have the baby, who is also, like his dad, a megalosaurus, and is voiced by Kevin Clash, who also was the voice of Elmo up until he resigned from Sesame Workshop under sexual abuse allegations. Some child molestation charges. Yeah. But, I mean, it's very clearly Elmo's voice. Like, the second you hear the baby talk, you're like, oh, that's Elmo. Okay, (laughs) that makes sense. He's a Scrubs connection, too. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he was the voice of Elmo when they had Elmo on Scrubs. I don't remember Elmo being on Scrubs. Yeah, there's one episode where, like, there's a couple Sesame Street characters in some of JD's fantasies, and mm. Elmo's on there. Okay. I guess I need to watch Scrubs, because I yeah. don't remember any of the things you've been saying today. Oh, my God. These are all <laughs> very obvious connections. Okay. <laughs> Well, some other notable voice actors on the show include Sherman Helmsley from the Jeffersons as Mr. B.P. Richfield. So that was the first voice that I knew that I knew. Like right away, as soon as he's talking, I'm like, God, why, where's it from? Where's it from? And I had I had looked that one up right away. I was like, God damn it. I need to remember this one. And I watched a lot of the Jeffersons growing up. So yeah. uh, I was like, ah, that's it. Got him. Nick at night. Yeah. So then we also have Christopher Maloney from Law and Order, SVU, S. Spike. Also a Scrubs connection. Also from Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. And so many other things. I love Christopher Maloney. Yeah. He's he, actually a fun person to follow on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just going to say he's a surprisingly like comedic actor. Oh, well, it's like he started in comedy. And the only thing that I had seen him in until watching Wet Hot American Summer as like an adult was SVU, so I had no idea. Okay, yeah, he he's fucking hilarious. I love him. And both of those characters, Richfield and Spike, are in episodes we watched today. One character who is not in an episode we watched, but has a famous voice, is... The character is Henri Charles Poupon, and it's Tim Curry. Okay, yeah, yep. It's funny because, like, Tim Curry's been in so many things. He's famous for so much stuff. But, like, as a child, it's because of Home Alone 2 that I know Tim Curry. Yeah, as I'm the like, um, hotel Yeah, concierge guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, like, for the longest time, that's, like, the <laughs> thing I knew him from that and uh, Clue. Oh, I didn't see Clue until a couple of years ago. I love Clue. Clue is really good. Yeah. Yeah. But each of the characters on the show required multiple puppeteers to control them at one time. One person usually did the body while another did the face and head. But Baby Sinclair actually had four puppeteers at once, including one for just his eyes. Oh, geez. Because, yeah, I knew there was somebody in in the body. And I knew there was somebody that was, like, maneuvering, like, the eyes and head or whatnot. And mm-hmm. then there was the voice actor. But, yep. like... Damn, the smallest one had four? Yeah. Okay. One person, I think, did... So I said the eyes. One person did the head. I think one person did the, like, arms, and another did the... I think it said body, but, I mean, he sits in that chair almost the whole time. The high chair. Yeah. So it's like, what did they need all those people for? Right? Oh, man. Well, I guess they put their money where the most popular character was. Yeah, I mean, the baby is clearly far and away the most remembered character. From If you ask anyone like who watched the show, what they remember, it's the I'm the baby. 
or not the mama, any of those things. You can just say the show dinosaurs, like say, oh, I watch dinosaurs and somebody will just be like, not the mama. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. <laughs> Which uh, apparently those phrases came from one of the co-creators kids. Oh, yeah. His youngest son, Bob Young, uh, his third kid. These are phrases that he would say. So they took him and put him in the show. That sounds like something that happened on Animaniacs, right? Oh, I don't remember. I just remember that long document that had all the things about Animaniacs. <laughs> well, I'll have to go back and listen to that episode. It's time. Anyways. So let's talk about the first episode, which is Endangered Species. It is episode five from season two and aired October 16th, 1991. Almost eight, 28 years ago today. Almost. By, well, by the time this is out, I can't math. It doesn't matter. No. It's been about 28 years. I almost said 18 years because I can't do math in my head. You work with numbers. <laughs> do you want to time me for this one? Sure. All right. We've got one minute on the clock. We've got endangered species. Talk us through these graplodites. Right off the bat, the baby's saying, I'm the baby, gotta love me. Great pick. So Charlene is watching TV and they're talking about how grap delights are back in stock. And when they're gone, they're gone. And she mentions that the 20th wedding anniversary is the grap delight anniversary. And so Earl should really get his butt down to the grocery store so that he can buy some. And he does. And then Robbie is supposed to like, hide the Graptolites, but ends up talking to them instead. And they basically help him with his homework, which is about why dinosaurs rule the earth. And they, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's been so long seconds. since I watched it. They give him the right answer, but the teacher doesn't like the answer. The teacher was looking for the answer because we're big. And Robbie learns that just because they have something now doesn't mean that they're going to have it forever. I missed a lot in there because I couldn't yeah, remember we, the second half of the episode. Yeah. The third, <laughs> the entire third act got cut out there, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into this. So um, Drew picked one episode. I picked the other. I picked this one. And the main only reason is because it was one of two episodes on a VHS tape that we had. So this was one of the episodes that my sister and I watched a lot growing up. What was the other one? I don't remember. Fair enough. Um, I just remember this one because the baby Graptolites were so cute. Oh, I mean, they might as well. All right. So there's two Graptolites left. Or so we're told. We don't know. We only have their point of view to go with. They could be unreliable narrators. Who knows? Uh, give up. You can't. You're not coming back. Just like. Oh, well, you're already extinct if there's only two of you left. Yeah. <laughs> so, tough break. I get the lesson, but... Yeah, so basically, the Graptolites are... When they're helping Robbie with his homework, they say, like... They're smarter than dinosaurs by far. Yeah, which you would think that that would mean that they are not going extinct, but because dinosaurs are big and they don't understand scarcity 
Right. They don't understand natural resources or renewable <laughs> things or anything. But, well, I'll just get more. That's what more means. That there's more of it. Yeah. So the Graptolites basically give Robbie an analogy. Say that these are the last grapes on the earth. And then he eats them. And tomorrow you want more grapes. And he's like, well, I'll just go down to the store and buy some more. But those were the last grapes on earth. And that kind of gets Robbie thinking he's woke. correctly. Yeah, he's woke. <laughs> and um, then he gets the bad grade on his paper because the teacher just wanted the words because we're big. But, you know, the teacher asked for 500 words. Yeah. So they're just like, we're big. We're bigger than them. They're big. We're bigger and they're small, like over and over again. I want to know who this teacher is. Teachers are dumb. <laughs> I wrote in my notes when he's like, well, <laughs> oh, what did they say? Something like, oh, teachers are wrong. He's like, teachers can't wrong. I try that all the time. And like, they don't get it. And uh, I liked the line after they came back and he finds out like he's right and all this stuff. And the Graptolite's like, mm, what a blow to your teacher. <laughs> it's like, yeah, teachers wrong all the time. Never believe us. Yep. So I think around this time is when Robbie finds out that they're the last two Graptolites on Earth. And so he wants to save them. Which he only knows because they say it. So, yeah. I mean, I guess if I didn't want to get eaten, I'd be like, I'm the last one. Don't do it. Well, they're not doing anything to help themselves not be eaten. No, they do even say they taste delicious. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, no, we need to work on your paper. We don't need to, like... Escape. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, <laughs> Earl was talking about Graptolites or something to his boss. And his boss is like, you have Graptolites? I'm going to buy those Graptolites from you. Yeah, he buys them along with Earl's dignity and self-respect for $83. 73 No, I think it was 83 It was 50 plus 23 I, I thought he gave 33 at the end. Okay. No. Darn, my notes are wrong. It's even worse. <laughs> I liked how I think it was. Earl tells Robbie that he sold the Graptolites for $73. And I think Robbie says, have some self-respect. And Earl says, I had to throw that in to close the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Earl, I mean, what's he planning to do for his anniversary as soon as he sells them? He's like, all right, I got this money. I guess now we'll go out for not Graptolites. Like. Well, I guess they're all dumb. They're dinosaurs. They don't know what they're doing. But <laughs> um, one of my other line, favorite lines I liked from the Graptolites is when the Robbie's like, why don't you just have kids? It's like, he's never even asked me out on a date before. We don't believe this is a safe world to bring up children. Like, that sounds right. That yeah. still applies today. <laughs> well, I liked how Robbie before that said, you know, provided that one of you guys is a girl. Oh, yeah. It's like, not that he's like, not that you're pretty or not pretty or anything like yeah, that. Not that you don't have a good figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When one of them is like, he's never asked me out to dinner. And Robbie says, there's no time for dinner. You guys are dinner. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, there were some good lines in it. I like at the end when um, Richfield is like trying to get the Graptolites and... <laughs> He's going on about how corporations are the only thing that can save the world and all that stuff. I am deeply touched by the sad plight of these poor, poor creatures. I want to help them. Well, that's not necessary, sir. I'll just take them home so my son can protect them. Well, your, your son may be well-intentioned, but he, like you, is a simple individual. And then you simple individuals do not have the vast resources to accomplish 
good in the world. Well, who does? Corporations, such as this one. Good can only happen in this world when individuals put their trust in corporations. We'll take care of your little friends. Gosh, Mr. Richfield, corporations really do that? Corporations do. So, what do I do? Hand them to me. Earl is dumb. basically talked to Robbie about how they're the last two Graptolites. And so Earl was like, well, now I can't sell them. And so he's trying to like renege on the deal with Richfield. And Richfield's like, oh, well, we'll take care of this. He eats them before he's even out the door almost. Yeah. He comes back in like, oh, I guess they're gone. <laughs> You've done the right thing. Buy yourself something nice. Yeah. Chomp. Then in the end, we got two new baby Graptolites because apparently they got to doing it the night before and left two eggs behind. Yeah. So this was what I remembered the most about this episode is that those Graptolites are just so cute. But here's the thing. They had hair, right? Yeah. So they were mammals. Mm, Yep. So they wouldn't have laid eggs. Well, do platypuses have hair? Are platypi mammals? I don't know what platypus is. Uh, I think. I know nothing about platypuses. Platypi? <laughs> platypati? I don't know. Anyway, some suspicious stuff there at the end with them. <laughs> but, um, you know, they, there's at least one family. They'll take care of those graptolites and then they'll go extinct after those two die. Yep. But they do try to take care of them, I think. Yeah. So we get our little, our little lesson on... Uh, Natural resources and sustainable living and and all of that, which, again, applies very heavily till today still. Definitely. So here's one thing that I noticed as I was watching this episode, and I know it's a kid's show. And so this is how most kids shows are. There is one plot and that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's not like a B story or anything on like the sisters not doing anything. There's nothing. Well, I guess technically there were. Two plots ish. They they converged. There's Earl trying to get the Graptolites and like figure out what he's doing with his life. And then there's Robbie trying to learn his stuff. But it all focuses around the Graptolites. Yep. Which for me did not hold my attention. Well, you have a very short attention span. I mean, that's true. That's very true. But I was surprised you sat through all of Scream. <laughs> I mean, I was live tweeting at the same time. I know. Sarah will tell you I was not looking at the screen a lot. I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, You want to rate this one? Yeah. So, like I said, it didn't hold my attention super well. I don't know. I guess I remembered it being better than I thought it was today as an adult. But the Graptolites are still very cute, especially the little baby ones. So I'm going to give it three baby Graptolites out of five. That's fair. That's probably about where I'm at. Like, you know, it was entertaining and, you know, they had a nice way of putting like the the lesson for kids and for people in there. Um, So I'll also give it three mutant ninja caveman ninja teenage thingies (laughs) out of five, which you didn't go over, which is what... uh, Earl gives a baby right at the beginning, and then the baby's like, Mama gave me this? He's like, no, I did. Mama wrapped it. He's like, Mama gave me the ribbon! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mama had nothing to do with this. This was all daddy. Mama! 
We also didn't talk about the baby when the baby meets the Graptolites. Who are you? We're the Graptolites. Yes. Who are you? Oh, I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Oh, pleased to meet you. <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the innocence of children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the unbridled spirit of youth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> give me that. Here's what it feels like. So before we get into the second one, I assume you know or remember or at least saw the music video for I'm the Baby Gotta Love Me. Yeah, Sarah and I watched it on Saturday. Okay. Sarah watched the movies with me. I made somebody come over so that I would not be watching by myself. Sarah, who was on our Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Oh, God. Want to watch a scary movie? (laughs) Well, she's watching a scary movie every day this month. So... Scream counted as one of those. Um, did you know that the music video was written by Stuart Pankin? No. He wrote the song, I guess, for that. I'm the baby, gotta love me. Oh, God. Purple eyes, I'm very cuddly. It's so ridiculous. Do yourself a favor, <laughs> watch it. It's easy to find on YouTube. It's a little longer than I expected. Right, it is. You'd be like, oh, this is probably like a minute. No, it's, it's like, like a full an music video. Song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. So is that. Um, there were a lot of members on the show that they took from Sesame Street, um, which makes sense. You know, puppeteering and different stuff. and Very specialized puppeteering. Time. Yeah. So each episode, according to, again, my very half-assed internet research, took about 170 times as long to make as it did to, like, how long it would be for airing the episode. Oh, wow. So, 170 times? Yeah, so they took about 65 hours to to make and would have up to 90 people working on them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's quite a production. Wow. Yeah. It cost so much that like before the first season started, they actually put out some of the episodes on VHS to try and get some money back. Wow. I wonder if that's why I had it on VHS. Maybe. I don't know. They put, I think, six episodes out. Yeah. Which, no, because you have, a. this is from season two. Oh, yeah. So they put out some from season one. Okay. Um, yeah, they, it would take a long ass time. Uh, it actually only took them 10 weeks to make the first characters, though, in the creature shop when they were given like the order for what the things need to be. Um, and it only took that long because that's how long they were given. They're like, we need these in 10 weeks to do this. And they're like, okay. So they would make them, send them out. And then basically like, as filming would go, they'd be like, fixing and rebuilding them as they go and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're very involved costumes. <laughs> I'm not costumes, puppets. Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like the puppeteering part of it and like the design still holds up for being like pretty good. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. The production quality of the show is very good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought that part was cool. And like, just seeing like all the stuff that went into it was, was pretty cool. I, I feel like I always knew there were people inside it, but I also like I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I'm like, mm, is it all just like a, uh, like Chuck E. Cheese animatronic things or whatnot? But <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool. Anyways, it's, it's impressive. You want to do the second episode? Yeah. So the next one we're going to talk about is a new leaf. Also from season two, it's episode 17 and aired February 5th, 1992. So I picked this one and I picked it because I was looking through just like some descriptions of the episodes 
And this is one I actually remembered from watching, but I definitely didn't get as a kid. Oh, and really? then I watch it now. I'm like, oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> like back then as a child, I was probably like, why are they so happy? <laughs> why are they so giggly? I don't get this. Yeah. I mean, you would have been young. You would have been four. Right. I when mean, I probably aired. watched it like later yeah. as a child. I don't think I, I don't watched know it like when then. it was on syndication, though. I mean, clearly it was at some point because I watched it. Yeah. Hmm. But anyways, a new leaf. Okay. I've got a, a minute on the clock. Are you ready? Yes. And go. We start with Earl berating Robbie for looking like a girl or a bum or a girl bum or a bunch of things. And so Robbie's like, I'll leave. He goes to this friend Spike, a.k.a. Christopher Maloney, and they find a plant and they start to eat it. And then they're very happy. And Robbie's like, I'm gonna go tell my dad I love him. And he does. And he gives him a hug and he gives him some plant. And now they're both happy. And then Charlene comes in and now she's happy because she's eating it. And all of a sudden, Fran is like, what the hell? Everyone's all messed up. Uh, She makes Earl go to work. Earl brings the plant to everybody else, including his boss. They're all happy. He gets fired. Everyone's at home. Uh, And eventually Frank comes home and the baby's like, I need food. I need food. And Frank's like, where's the food? No food left. No money. Storms down to Richfield. He's a hippie now. All of this goes and eventually they have to get rid of the plant. Fran burns it and they they give a little PSA. The end. Yes, you... Managed to do a better job than I did in describing the entire plot. You got it all in. <laughs> First of all, we didn't talk about this at the last one, but I I love the opening of the show. Oh. the Just the opening music and scene. Yeah, which I remember the whole song. I, like, started watching that last episode, and once the, like, music part of it started, I was singing along. I didn't remember any of it. <laughs> um, so we have a little bit of toxic masculinity going on here at the beginning as, uh, you know, Earl won't let won't let Robbie grow out his spikes. They're all over his face. Which aren't his spikes like skin? Yeah, but you know. You and I know it's meant to be like his hair, his, you know, yeah. a, uh, mohawk. But yeah, he calls him a bum. No, first he calls him a girl. He says, you look like a girl. You're a bum. You're a girl bum. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. well, I guess that's where we're going with it. (laughs) Um, I also wrote sick varsity letterman jacket for Robbie. Yeah. (laughs) Loved it. And I didn't know it was Christopher Maloney at this point who was Spike. So I just put who is Robbie's weird skeezy friend? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty skeezy. Yeah. They get high as shit. Yeah, I mean, Spike gets the highest out of all of them throughout this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't leave the spot for yeah. a week because he's <laughs> just eating this the happy plant. Yeah. They couldn't catch an animal at first. And so they're like, mm, we'll start with salad. And that's yeah. when they find the plant. Uh, and first of all, none of these teenagers in the show knew about this drug. Well, the adults, too. Right. Well, I mean, I guess no one did. Somebody, if it's not illegal in their society, someone's about to make some money. (laughs) Well, they end up basically eating or destroying all of it. Right. They do. (laughs) Because they can't stop. Um, It's like, my dad, I love my dad. I'm going to go give him a hug right now. I'm going to go tell him. (laughs) 
Oh, and then God. they dance together, dance oh, and yeah, sing the together. the musical scene. I forgot. <laughs> they had the musical scene. That's great. Um, Charlene joins without any question. She's like, okay, I'm in. Give me some. And then Fran is so sick of their shit instantly. Yeah. Well, she tells Earl that he needs to, you know, get ready for work. And... He eventually is like, okay, yeah, I'll get ready. And then he starts laughing and they're like, why are you laughing? And he's like, I just realized I don't wear any pants. (laughs) (laughs) He brings drugs to work without any shame. Yeah. He's like, here guys, look what I've brought for everyone, including his boss, who he then kisses. And I was like, oh. You can have a gay kiss on TV if it's dinosaurs (laughs) back then, but not if it's people. And he says, this is the happiest moment of my life. Know this. Know no this. No this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He explains that he found the key to eternal happy bliss. Yeah. Wait. He found the key to eternal bliss. The next, it, I thought it was the next day. It turns out it's a week later. They're all sitting at home and the baby's like, I want more juice. I want more juice. And I just have to note that I don't have any more notes for this episode because I was transfixed. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's just like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, the baby wants more food. There is no food. What? More juice? Yes, I oh, know. Oh, it's so funny the way his arms and legs move. What? More juice? Wow. Oh, I could stand here and watch him all day. Yeah. Whoa. What? Oh. More juice? Again. What are you all doing home? It's the middle of the day. Where is Mother? Hey, look, everybody, it's Fred. Hi, Fred. Why aren't you in school? Oh, I knew we were supposed to be someplace. Hey, Charlene, huh? we're always someplace. Whoa. Whoa. Mama, bring me food? No, Mama couldn't buy any groceries at the market because they refused to take our check. Apparently, there's no money in the account. How could there be? I haven't been to work in the longest time. What are you saying? I got fired a week ago. Oh, it was the happiest moment of my life. No, wait. This is... No, wait. Stop that. So I do have to point out one thing. Before Fran comes in and they're like paranoid, they're like, what if somebody was watching us? What if there's a camera there and there? Oh, yeah, the meta (laughs) camera thing. Yeah, yeah, that was... (laughs) That was funny. He's like, oh, and he's just like the camera's moving with him, like yeah. pointing to the different spots. Earl is improving himself. He's going back to school. Junior high school. Yeah, he couldn't <laughs> cut it in high school. So he's in junior high, trying out for cheerleading because, <laughs> okay. And he said he's improving himself. He's past his awkward phase. <laughs> like, what is happening? I love this episode so much. <laughs> He's like, he's past his awkward face. He's going out for cheerleader. And the baby and Fran are just done. The baby's like, give me fucking juice now. (laughs) Fran wants them to do it. So she brings him back to work. Mr. Richfield is listening to Jimi Hendrix and has hippified his entire workstation. All the rest of the workers are like, also hippies now having like a drum circle. One of them is hella paranoid that everyone's <laughs> talking about him. Oh yeah. You guys yeah. are going to talk about me when I go though, right? When I'm there, you're going to talk about me now. Huh? 
Mr. Richfield's trailer is just like covered in like black light paint and different things that you can tell it is, you know, 70s flower power. Yeah. Peace signs. Peace signs. Yeah. He's singing. uh, God, what was he singing? He was singing Jimi Hendrix. Why can't I think of what song he was singing? I don't know. Richfield gets fired and he's like, this is the happiest moment of my life. Now we can just eat the happy plant, you and me. And so he doesn't care that he's fired either. And then it cuts to them coming down hard. Mm, Right. Yeah, because they're running out of the plant. Yeah. And so they're all like strung out now. They're like just coming down. They're all hung over from their high. And there's one leaf left and they're all like fighting over it. Yep. So they go back and they find they go back to where the plant came from and they find Spike still there. Laying in the plant. Yeah. He's just rolling around. He's just been sleeping there for a week. (laughs) I think Charlene is like, is this what we look like? Yeah. They realize, I guess they're like, oh, we look like idiots. Yeah. And was this before or after they did the brain on drugs reference? After. Yeah. Yeah. Because the baby baby has like a frying pan. She's like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs and smacks Earl in the head with it. It was like, nice. Nothing new for the baby or Earl getting smacked with a frying pan. No. That's just their relationship. Yeah. Um, So seeing Spike sets them straight. And I was like, oh, man, this is like an episode of Scared Straight or something like this is what could happen to you. (laughs) And so they're like, all right, well, I guess we just have to leave this here. We can never come back to it. And then Fran's like, hell no. (laughs) Burns the whole stash. (laughs) Which... I don't know if eating it is different from smoking it, but you'd think they would maybe get a contact high. <laughs> yeah, who knows what's going on there, but they they end the thing with a little like, and that's why we shouldn't do drugs and throw away our life for a cheap high. And then like, and cut. And they have a bunch of like dinosaurs working as like the cameramen and stuff. Yeah. And Robbie goes and does like, Hi, I'm Robert Sinclair, but you know me as Robbie Sinclair and the adult theme mega hit dinosaurs. Hey, great show, Robbie. Yeah, thanks, Dimitri. But it got a little preachy toward the end. Indeed it did. You see, folks, drugs are a major problem in our society. Thanks. Drugs ruin lives, divide families, and lead to heavy-handed preachy sitcom episodes like this one. Of course, we managed to keep it delightfully funny and upbeat, but other shows aren't so lucky. There's an epidemic in television today that threatens the very fiber of the comedy we hold so dear. When one show does an anti-drug episode, other shows feel pressured to do one, too. Now they're even going after the younger shows. I mean, we've only been on for a year, and here I am talking to the camera. So come on, say no to drugs. Help put a stop to preachy sitcom endings like this one. It's up to you to make a difference. So they made it all about sitcoms doing those like very special episode things. Another meta moment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that was the end of that one. It was so good. (laughs) (laughs) That was just like watching like, oh, my God, (laughs) ridiculous. (laughs) I when you sent me the episode and I looked it up, I was like, is this real? Like, is this a real thing that happened? And it is. And the anti-drug message doesn't come in until pretty late. Like, you can tell that, like, there's some things that aren't good about being high. Like, they don't want to go to school. They don't want to go to work, all that stuff. But they're so happy that that kind of gets buried a little bit. 
Yeah, it the whole <laughs> first half of you're like, oh, so they're trying to tell people to get high this whole time. Yeah. Because <laughs> all it's doing is making everyone happy and love each other. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, what is your rating? I like this one better than the other one. I It was between this episode and the sexual harassment episode. I almost was because there's a character in the name whose nickname is Sexual Harris. Oh. <laughs> and... Yeah, he sexually harasses people. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's one. Um, I thought this one was pretty funny. It was ridiculous. And I liked all the meta things in it. And I loved Fran just not dealing with anyone's shit. It's just like these people. But what's Fran's job, by the way? I don't know. Let me see. It's okay. I have the Wikipedia up. It says she's a homemaker. Okay. So she just leaves every day to... Do her shit. Go shopping. Yeah, I get grocery I shopping. Guess. Um, so I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna go four and a half. Four and a half. We say so's out of five. Yeah, this one was excellent. As I said, for all the reasons I already said, <laughs> <laughs> um, way more entertaining than the one before it. Even though, again, it was the single plot line throughout the whole thing, because. I know we cut to Earl with his work and stuff, but you're pretty linearly following the happy plant narrative. Yeah. So I also am going to give this one four and a half. I'm going to give this four and a half frying pans out of five. All right. So I know that you had mentioned a few of the uh, guest stars that were on the show, but there's one that I remember distinctly. And that was Richard Simmons as the Richard Simmons dinosaur. Oh, I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure he was just the Richard Simmons dinosaur. Oh. And like he was himself, but as a dinosaur in there. And I, I don't remember what episode it is. I don't remember anything else. I just remember <laughs> he was on there as that. Um, there's also several character or actors from Seinfeld were on there. Jason Alexander played a couple roles. Really? Or as voice, obviously. Huh. Um, Dreyfus was on there. And I think... Um, we can't think of Kramer's name. Richard. Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, he. I think he was on there for one, but they were all on there. Um, you mentioned some other ones, but Tony Shaloub was on there for one episode. Buddy Hackett for an episode. Random. Yeah. Um, there's one other one that was like when I was like, oh, really? Yeah, find it. Oh, Michael McKean was on there for 12 episodes. Who? Michael McKean. Is he who I think he is? Well, I don't know who you think he is, but he's. Yes, that's who I thought okay. he was. <laughs> Barney's dad. No, that's not Barney's that's dad. That's not Barney's Who's dad. Who's Barney's dad? Uh, oh, um, John Lithgow. Thank you. Was Michael McKean in How I Met Your Mother? No, he was in. Uh, he happy was endings. In, he was in Happy Endings. He was in an episode of Friends. He was Dave's dad in Happy Endings, right? I don't know. <sighs> Come on. He was the mocklet guy in Friends. Okay. He's in a lot of '90s things. Yeah. Um, but Katie wanted to talk about the finale. Yes. So when I posted on our social media that we would be talking about dinosaurs, there were a few listeners who specifically mentioned the finale and said that it was traumatizing, depressing, other words like that. 
it had a warning before it aired, like oh, a wow. child warning. Yeah, so I did watch this. I watched it the night before Dinosaurs was unfortunately taken off of Hulu. But it was quite something. Long story short, Earl destroys, like, life on Earth. Yeah, so basically there are these bugs that migrate to where they're at, and they're always on time, like down to the second, and the bugs don't show up. And so they're investigating why, because these bugs eat this one plant, and Charlene figures out that the reason why they didn't come is because the corporation that Earl works for made a factory, a wax fruit factory over the swamp where they normally mate. So because the bugs don't come, this plant goes crazy. The company decides to spray basically weed killer everywhere. But instead of just killing the plant, it kills all plant life. And then Richfield is like, well, what would make the plants grow? Oh, rain. So we need to make clouds. So we're going to bomb the volcanoes. And so they bomb the volcanoes and cause clouds, quote unquote, of ash, not ones that make rain. Right. And so that blocks the sun. And there's like a news report going throughout this whole thing and basically just giving updates on how, like, fucked they are. Yeah, pretty much. And eventually, like, it gets really cold because the sun can't get through the ash. And Richfield, meanwhile, is like, this is a fourth quarter problem. Right now, quarter three is going well because everybody's buying our heaters and blankets. But Corporations ruin everything. That's the (laughs) whole point of it. But the saddest part is the snow is falling. Everybody's like bundled up. And they're, like, talking about what's going to happen. I think the baby, like, asks what's going to happen, and they have to, like, tell the baby. It's so easy to take nature for granted because it's always there. And technology is so bright and shiny and new. We understand, sweetheart. Understand what? Uh, Well, little guy, what happened was... Daddy was put in charge of the world, and he didn't take real good care of it. And now it looks like there won't be much of a world left for you or your brother and sister to live in. Are we going to move? Well, no. There's no place to move to. This is the only world we got. Well, what's going to happen to us? Well, I don't exactly know. But whatever it is, nobody's going to leave you. That's right, little guy. We'll all stay together. Yeah, yeah, and hey, I'm sure it'll all work out okay. After all, dinosaurs have been on this earth for 150 million years. And it's not like we're going to just disappear. And they all die. Well, it like zooms out and there's (laughs) snow falling on their mailbox. It says Sinclair. And then the broadcast guy signs out, signs off saying something like good night and goodbye or something. Yeah, he said, I can't remember what he prefaced it with, but then he says good night and goodbye. Yeah, it was it was pretty depressing. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> and I will say I did get confused because the order of the episodes that was on Hulu was different. Oh, so okay. I went to what was listed as the last episode and I was watching it and I was like, when does this get depressing? And the episode that is actually the finale is like the seventh episode or something. Oh, okay. So uh-huh. I actually watched four dinosaurs episodes in preparation for this. Did you know that all of the named last names in the show were after oil companies? I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And we talked about some of the episodes that had, you know, <clears throat> lessons, but other ones included women's rights, LGBTQ rights, objectification of women, censorship, civil rights, body image, steroid use. Oh, yeah. This one where Robbie gets jacked, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> Allusions to masturbation <laughs> in the form of Robbie doing the solo mating dance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Um, and then I did just want to say, so Sarah gave me some cards that she got at Emerald City Comic Con a couple yeah. years ago. And they all have like little trivia things on the back. My favorite one is this card of Charlene. And the back of it says, Charlene is miserable that she's the last girl in her class to get her tail, but Earl doesn't see what's the big deal. After all, Charlene's just a little girl, right? Then Charlene's tail grows overnight and the boys are at the door. Her big question is, do I swing it back and forth or do I just let it drag? (laughs) (laughs) So tails are boobs in this? I guess, but they all have tails. I'm so confused. (laughs) Let me read one of them. The other ones aren't that exciting. For years, Earl has put up with Grandma Ethel. We didn't have Ethel in any of our episodes. Oh, no, she wasn't. No. Oh, that she was in the other ones I watched. (laughs) For years, Earl has put up with Grandma Ethel's insults, and he plans to get even on hurling day. But Ethel isn't going without one last zing at Earl. You and I have had a lot of tough times. I just want to say I'm sorry, she tells Earl. Geez, Ethel, you mean it, he says? Yes, I'm sorry you married my daughter, she says with a wicked grin. (laughs) This card has some trivia questions, so I'll just... You won't necessarily know the answers. I'm just going to ask them. Okay. What kind of pet does Robbie bring home? <laughs> a cave person. Oh, come on. I almost said a Neanderthal. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. <laughs> Where does baby sleep? In its chair. In a nest. Uh, well, okay. That makes sense. What game show does the Sinclair family appear on? Family feud. Basically, it's family challenge. Okay. What does baby say when he's hungry? Me want food. I'm hungry. Feed my mouth. <laughs> How many children are in the Sinclair family? Three. Yep. That was one. a trick question. <laughs> what is baby's response when he's thrown across the room? Again. Yep. <laughs> uh, what Again! Fe- <laughs> what feature on Mr. Richfield scares Earl most? His horns. His teeth. Ah, dang it. What does Robbie have to howl at to become a man? The the moon? Is he a werewolf? The moon. Oh, it is the moon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't know. What does Roy call Earl? Sinclair. Pally boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I already said this one. What type of dinosaur is Earl? A megalosaurus? Yep. Yay. Oh, well, but that's the show. 
I had these exact cards growing oh. up. I just want to point oh, that okay. out. <laughs> um, that was fun. It was fun to watch that. Yeah. I especially liked the New Leaf episode. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend watching if you can. It's on like, you can find it if you search it. Yeah, it'll be on Disney's new streaming service when that launches next month. Okay. So that's the reason why they took it down. I don't know why they took it down a month early. Kind of rude. Yeah. Who Boy knows? Meets World got taken down too. No, nah, who cares? Rude. Rude. How rude. Um, next time we're going to try and do Hocus Pocus next. Yeah. We'll see if we can get that done before Thanksgiving. Halloween. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I think we got Thanksgiving one. Annie, I'm I'm sure you've got some things in your head. No? Okay. No. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I'll try and get Hocus Pocus in before Halloween. My sister was actually watching it last night uh, at the hotel. She's like, oh, Hocus Pocus on. Oh, Star Wars New Hope is on. I was like, you watch one. I'll watch the other. <laughs> I didn't actually watch any. I did school stuff. Oh, lame. I know. Well, I've seen them. <laughs> Still. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I actually haven't seen a New Hope in a long time. Same. Probably since Carrie Fisher died. I feel like we should do a Star Wars marathon one of these weekends. Like, Oh, yeah. All eight. Oh. Ooh. And Rogue One, so nine of them. Let's do all and and Solo. Let's do every Star Wars movie. Okay, sounds good. We, what, what one are you not including? Are you not including Phantom Menace? <clears throat> well, I mean, all right. Because that would be ten. Well, well, Episode Nine's not out yet. Oh, duh. <laughs> Oops, I was so, thinking trilogies. Yeah, but then you have Rogue One, and you got Solo. Solo. Those are the only two. None. When's it called? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, we could watch Star Wars Clone Wars series, Star Wars Rebels. Star Do Wars you know Clo- how many hours are in a night? Well, I figure this be a whole day. Oh. Do you know how many hours are in a day? Enough to watch all those movies. Are there? <laughs> I don't. Well, if they're like two hours each. Times ten. Yeah. Perfect. There's enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So if you are not already following us on social media, we are TFGIF podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also send us an email at TFGIF podcast at gmail.com and tell us, you know, what shows, movies you want us to cover. Not saying that we will necessarily do them in a speedy manner because we don't actually decide on episodes until we're sitting here but (laughs) yeah sometimes sometimes we plan a little bit further ahead but sometimes we're like oh wait what were we gonna do next time (laughs) and in the meantime you can also rate review subscribe on apple podcasts stitcher stitcher spotify yes we've been getting a lot more spotify downloads lately it's pretty nice But if you can give us a review, that honestly really helps us with kind of raising in the rankings for us getting recommended to other podcast listeners. So it cannot go understated. Overstated? I don't know. It cannot go (laughs) overstated. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Yes, just do it. Uh, Please. That is all for today. Yeah. Until next time. Bye. Bye.